0: support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship.
1: Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. Today, we're going to be talking with Billy White, who is the author and reviewer of the Time Waster reviews, a brand new feature here on Gin. So, uh, Billy, first off, welcome to the lounge today. Glad to be here. Absolutely, and uh, I wanted to apologize, you know, because, uh, we haven't... Set a show around your new feature that you 're working on, um, and that 's really my fault you 've been in the lounge like the last like ten episodes we've done, and I'm like you know we haven 't actually talked about what he does here at Jin. so <laughs> yeah it's good to have to have you along but the um the time waster just so I, we can let the the uh, listeners know what it is so the time waster is a special kind of review um, and it comes uh, once a week Uh, it runs on Saturdays here at gin it 's part of our new effort we have uh we have content all seven days of the week now, so there's new content. Uh, we have reviews, uh, full reviews of games on, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. We have the stock report on Tuesday. We have the podcast show, uh, on Thursday. We have Shella and Todd's column on Friday. We have the Time Waster on Saturday. And we have the new Gin Sunday Comics on Sunday, which is a very cool feature as well. I'm, re- I'm really digging the comics. Are you, are you liking the comics, Billy?
0: Uh for the most part, yeah. There's uh there's been a couple that I'm just kinda like, uh Nate's old references don't make sense to me. But (laughs) I mean
1: that's true. Well the uh the way that it works is that uh um your uh your uh girlfriend does the drawings actually and Nate Woolley does the uh scripting. So it's it's clever how you um how you Uh, criticize the scripts and not the drawing. That's very smart of you.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So,
1: all right. Well, the um, the uh, the time waster review though is um, your uh, take on things on uh, on on a certain type of uh, of of review. So, I don't want to uh, I don't want to steal your thunder. So, why don't you tell me you know, how you came up with the idea for a time waster. And also, I just wanted to mention real quick that um, even though we call it time waster, which is kind of a negative term, you, you don't mean it in a negative way at all, do you?
0: No, no, not at all. It's more of a, a good way to waste your time because, let's be honest, we all waste time during the day doing things that it's just like, well, why did I play that game? It sucks. <laughs> so instead, you know, I, I created the time waster basically because uh I like to procrastinate. I mean – I can't deny that. I'm a 21-year-old college student. Procrastination is part of my daily life. (laughs) So I was like, well, you know, we don't really talk about Flash games at Gen at all, and there's a lot of amazing Flash games out there. You know, people are playing Flash games all the time on their phones, on their computers, you know, wherever. So I thought I I should write reviews about those, telling people, hey, you know, this is a good one. You know, instead of wasting your time sorting through the other 5,000 Flash games that came out this week – why don't you check out this one instead? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and uh, and uh even though, I mean, most of these are Flash games, some of them actually, um you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be written in Flash. These are just basically like quick games that you can play on your phone or on your computer or something like that that, you know, just sort of a, a good way to waste your time. You know, you're at a boring meeting and your boss is giving yet another speech <laughs> about how we have to do more with less, and you're sitting there under the table at the conference room playing, I don't know, something like Angry Birds or whatever. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, and these games, speaking of Angry Birds, I mean, these games can be, I mean, even though they're fairly simple, I mean, they can be, I mean, almost like cultural phenomenons. They can, and they certainly can be extremely popular. I mean, I guess at the one end of the spectrum, you've got Angry Birds is probably the most well-known of, like, the little mini-games, right?
0: Yeah, it's, everyone loves Angry Birds. Um, I mean, it's enjoyable. I don't understand the crazy craze for it, but... It's enjoyable. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. But, I mean,
0: but there are a lot of games that do really well that are played by thousands and thousands. Yeah, of I mean, just don't small games that just burst onto the scene, kicking butt, taking names and saying we're fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's interesting. It seems like these days, with the way that everybody's connected, it, it seems like almost like a game like that, you know, has more of a chance to do to do things um, in that respect. So, um, as far as now, we you've done the time waster now for a couple months, so we've had about about eight or ten time wasters, I think, uh, so far. Maybe, maybe maybe even a few more than that. And the interesting thing is, you you found some good ones and and you found some bad ones. So what? What do you think, Billy, I guess, before we get into specifics about, you know, what was good and what was bad, what do you look for in a time waster review? What, what is it that makes a good time waster as opposed to, cause it's, it's different than what makes, you know, if you, you're looking at like, like, something like Fallout, you know, where it's like an in-depth role-playing game, I mean, that's not really what you're looking for in a time waster review, right?
0: No, no, that's, I mean, A time waster is something that, uh, most of the, most of the time it hits that casual genre. Because I mean, you know, you want to be able to play it and then put it down, you know, at a moment's notice, say if your boss looks over at you during the meeting. But I mean, uh, there, there's a quality to them and it's, it's hard to identify. It's an addictiveness quality. It's, there's something about the game that draws it, draws you to it, whether it be the, the graphics, the overall presentation, some of the features in the game, there's just uh, some, something about them that sets them apart whenever you get a really good one. And when you get a really bad one, well, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's easy to tell. That's when the time waster takes yeah. on a
1: real negative connotation. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and I, I try not to do too many... Negative reviews only if it's, you know, a game that's just like, this is so horrible, why would you ever want to play it?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's two, there's two ways to, 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 I think, and this is what a wise old editor who lived on top of a mountain who I used to wrote, write for, <laughs> I would climb up to the top of the mountain and say, editor, please give me advice, and this is one of the things he told me as far as doing reviews, and it's, it's stuff I live by, it's really good advice. He says there's two ways that you can really serve your readers uh when you're writing a review. Number 1, you can because like if it's a good game, it's well hyped, then I mean, you know, you can jump on the bad bandwagon and say Red Dead Redemption was a really good game, but it doesn't really change society yeah. at all. The two, but he said the two things that you can really do to help people out is take a game that is really, really overhyped, that is, you know, has a lot of marketing behind it, like, for example, Homefront, <laughs> that turns out to be kind of a sucky game, really, and tell people, you know, don't waste your money on this title, regardless of how many red balloons they throw into the San Francisco Bay, it doesn't mean that it's a good game, and warn them away from it and save them money. And then the second thing that you can do for them is to take an obscure game, something like, Um, well, just something that nobody's heard of before or doesn't have a lot of marketing behind it that happens to be brilliant and bring it to their attention. So, I mean, the Time Waster can do both of those, I
0: think. Yeah, it's um, a perfect example of a small game that got big. And it it almost fits the Time Waster category, but not quite, is uh, one that I waste a lot of time on, is Minecraft. It just traveled by word of mouth, you know. It didn't throw out a lot of ads or anything like that, so... Yeah, I was gonna bring up Minecraft, actually.
1: Minecraft is another, is one of those ones that, I mean, I don't think the guy has spent two cents on marketing the game, and yet it's, no. it's huge. Like, I was talking to my friend who lives in Texas, who's not really a gamer, and I'm like, hey man, what have you been up to? And he's like, oh, you remember that old D&D game? I, I created a, a module one time. I'm like, yeah, he's like, I'm recreating it on Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wow okay awesome. <laughs> so great crazy stuff but in terms of the uh the time waster reviews that we've already run so what would be now talking about specifics so what's an example of like a really good time waster that that you saw i know there was one that you said was almost perfect and why why did that one particularly hold your attention
0: um the one i'm thinking of is sushi cat 2. mainly because it um well first of all it's a it was such a funky concept to begin with. Here, let's play pachinko with a cat that gets fatter as it <laughs> eats more food and has the weirdest physics system in the world to bounce around and eat all this stuff. And, I mean, it was very simple, you know, here's your cat, you click it, you drop it, and he falls, you know. <laughs> Nothing hard about that. It was easy, but at the same time, you know, you were like, "Oh, well if I aim here while this platform's going, I can get that power up so that I can shoot my tongue halfway across the screen and grab five other pieces of food and make myself even fatter, which evidently obesity equals win." <laughs> it sounds hilarious, man. <laughs> it, it it was. It was a really it was a really weird game. And then like the story of the game came into that as well, um with Sushi Cat 2 your girlfriend which is a a, a toy cat doll. Had been captured by the evil bacon dog, so you had to get bigger and fatter to chase him down for some reason, and it was, it was just a really wacky but fun game.
1: That's cool. So, it's so, it sounds like, you know, even with a, even with the time waster, it sounds like you wouldn't think that like plot would be important, but you know, it has to be a decent plot, it, it probably has to have decent graphics, it has to have good game mechanics,
0: I mean, it has to be a good game. In that sense, it's no different than, than a, than a full game. Yeah. I mean – and I, the, the plots obviously aren't as in-depth, but they're entertaining, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Sushi Cat 2 just sounds amazing. And that was – what platforms was that available on, or what What did you review it on?
0: Um, I reviewed it on PC, but it's also available for iPhone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which – hey.
1: Sushi Cat on the go. Yeah, exactly. That that sounds like a fun one that you could play while your boss is giving a boring speech. So there's our recommendation for Sushi Cat, Sushi Cat 2. Now, in terms of bad time-waster games, there hasn't been, I will say, there hasn't been that many. You, you tend to... You tend to try to see the good in all things. There's been a lot that have been sort of lukewarm, um, but there's yeah. there was one that was that you just hated. I mean, in, in fact, its fans uh, came on and tried to like deface our Facebook page and things like that <laughs> because they were so mad at you. But what was the game that that uh, I can't remember the name? But what was the game that you didn't like?
0: It was, uh, it was iStunt 2. Okay. And it was, it was exactly like what you were talking about earlier. It was one of these overhyped iPhone games that was, you know, oh, this is incredibly amazing. Everyone must play it. It's got so many sales. And I mean, at the end of the day, it was, you know, hold your iPhone and oh let's let's tilt it this way to adjust to this slope and then th- it was it was boring it was just the graphics were horrible the music wasn't really uh anything that grabbed you and brought you into the game it, or entertained you in the least it was just It made me just want to rip my brain out of my head while I was playing it. It sucked. Wow. So. (laughs) I I absolutely hated that. Interesting. So the, uh, so, so that was an example
1: of uh, of a game that I didn't realize there was a lot of hype behind that game. I mean, I guess because there was some sort of a fan reaction to the review that somebody must have liked it. And it's, it's number two. So I assume there was a first one at some point. Yeah. (laughs) So interesting. So you took on the, the thing. So, so the difference difference, I guess, between that and Sushi Cat 2 was mostly the fun level, but all the other stuff, the peripheral things, sound, plot, um, you know, gameplay, were, were also things that, that set those two apart.
0: Yeah, and it's – I mean it was one of those cases where there was a, a minimal amount of effort put into iStunt 2 and attempts to make a boatload of money, and evidently it works, but you know – it it just goes to show that some developers don't actually take the the players of their game seriously. Mm-hmm. No. It's like, "Oh, if we just release crap, you know, people will buy it and play it and we'll make money." <laughs>
1: now, uh, I should I should have probably had Kelly on because I was going to ask you in terms of these like smaller little games, um what what's the general, I mean, what's the price these things? I guess aren't very expensive. I mean, are they are
0: they like app store games that you're talking like a dollar a piece or or how do they work? Yeah, for the most part a lot of them are, you know, you know, here's a here's a quick buck here or there whenever and that's whenever you're playing on something like the um the iPhone or you know the iPad. I mean, when you're playing on the PC, you pretty much get everything for free because, you know, well. PCs are awesome, but then again, at the same time you have to trade off on the fact that you're not mobile.
1: Mhm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> unless you have a little tiny notebook.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, but,
1: uh, and, I mean, a couple of these things, I mean, some of some of the PC games are are distributed now through, like, the Steam online service and things like that. And those, I guess, sort of like you, you pay a couple bucks for them sometimes, so.
0: Yeah, but it's never anything too outrageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a few dollars here or there. I think one of the most expensive things I ever saw that I actually thought, wow, that's really worth spending money on, was a game ah oh jeez, I can't remember for the life of me. But it was it was basically wow for the iPad. Really? Okay. Which really impressed me. Like I was watching it being played. I didn't get to play it myself, which is probably okay because I don't real I'm not a huge fan of paying for MMOs. Mm-hmm. But I mean I was watching it being played and you know the controls were you know basically, oh touch here and slide to move, you know, stuff like that. The basics for touch screens. But it really was. It was essentially wow on the iPad with, you know, all these other people playing and I was like, That's really impressive and it was eight dollars. Mm, wow. Yeah, and then I was just I was just thinking some of the games some of the games
1: that you've reviewed also have been like Facebook type games where they are completely free to play, although you can you can spend money if, you know, you get bored or you, you don't want to wait for your farm to grow or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um one of those was the Oregon Trail. Which is just a blast from the past to begin with, because I remember playing that way back on when it was ninety five or ninety eight whichever one it was whenever I was in school oh i
1: I can go back farther. I played it on the Apple IIe when I was in school, oh. so i'm I'm not to not to pull the name, I'm an old man <laughs> card, but yeah, that game hasn't changed much in all its iterations
0: <laughs> no it hasn't, but it's it's still fun, and now that I'm remembering it, I should really be going back and playing it again um. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, there's so much nostalgia around that particular game. There's actually, uh, there was a YouTube video. Um, I think we linked it on our Facebook page at one time about they were gonna make, it was a joke. They were gonna make Oregon Trail into a movie. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. yeah, and it was always like, oh no, Poopy Head got snake bit, you know, cause you always named your characters <laughs> stupid names. So then they, they yeah. showed all these tombstones with like, you know, Poopy Head or whatever <laughs> on there. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just a great game. And it was always like, like it was always like you know buy your antiseptic buy your anti-stringent all that stuff you know make sure you have yeah bacon and it was it was pretty cool it was there were different strategies in that that was a really deep strategy game even though it didn't seem like it so it's cool to see that come back on a platform like facebook that you can just oh and
0: yeah facebook made it so much funner because your party could include your friends now
1: oh so you can actually go out on a joint wagon
0: train. You- yeah, you go out with all your friends in your wagon, in your little wagon caravan, and you get those moments where it's just like, oh, Trevor has got lost. Spend three days to find him, and it's like, I don't know, is Trevor worth three days? <laughs> That's funny. I
1: guess you can assign different people, like, okay, you're gonna be the hunter, so you're supposed to be good at this. Go out and get some deer for us. <laughs> We're all gonna starve, so. Very nice. That's sort of the, the Star Trek, let's all work together type of mentality. So, very cool. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that one. That that does sound neat. So um so I guess where what do you think um you know, we always kinda have like this sort of final question on the show because I think we've covered covered it real well. So everybody please definitely tune in. Uh Billy, your your um your reviews, the time wasters run on Saturday, so definitely uh, definitely have people tune in for that. But my question to you is, where does this fall in terms of genre? like for example, there's been a huge push in recent years and, and a growth of say the casual market um, and there's magazines and everything that support there's I get a magazine called Casual Connect, which is really good that shows the uh, basically the how the casual market works. but this this sort of time waster area. It almost seems like a different genre. It's not really casual. It's not like um you know like your mom is not gonna log in and start playing this. I mean you have to be somewhat tech savvy to have an iPhone and to go to the app store and to get this stuff so if they're not really casual gamers, do you think that this is like almost a different
0: genre, or do you think that this folds into the whole casual thing um that's That's kind of a tricky question because I would look at them and call them casual games. And then I have to stop and think, Well, they're casual games, but would casual gamers play them. Right. It's it's more of a casual gamer uh casual games for hardcore gamers. Oh, I like because that because that's that's the best way to say it, I think.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, casual games for hardcore players. I like that. All right. Well, excellent. There's our there's our new genre. Let's see. Let's see. CGFH. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it. The CGFH. <laughs> CGFHs. And then we'll have the CGFH awards. Car- casual games for hardcore <laughs> players. I like that. You heard it here first. When it gets up on Wikipedia, you'll know that uh, Billy White <laughs> coined that phrase before anybody else. Because I think that's really the way it's going. Yeah, because they're not really casual. Games. I mean, they're casual games, but you're right. I don't think casual players would probably play most of them. So, yeah. So, very cool. All right. Well, Billy. Um, I hope you're enjoying doing the um doing the reviews. And uh, do we have some interesting games on tap coming up uh, that we're going to be looking forward to in the future?
0: Um, we have a, a a couple different games that I'm looking at. Uh, one of them's a little bit mediocre, but I'm feeling like I should suggest it anyways. And I mean, uh, yeah, that's. Okay, well, we don't have to give. I'm sorry, sorry. I was, I'm trying not to be like, you know, this game, this game. This no, game. yeah,
1: yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to give anything. Yeah. Like, we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't give the milk away for free on today when we'll give the milk away for free on Saturday. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I understand. Well, I will say,
0: yeah. I was going to say, I will say my time waster time has been eaten into a little bit, mostly because you introduced me to Warflow. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, and then I finally broke down and started get buying cards for Magic the Gathering so those two things have been eating into my time waster time. God, so. if you
1: become a magic player, we'll never see you again.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. My
1: my <laughs> friend that owns a role playing store, um he says that 60% of his total store business is Magic the Gathering cards. So, yeah, it's still it's still very much alive and well as a, as a gaming. Thing, oh so. yeah. All right, well Billy, thanks for joining me today and we definitely look forward to your uh, your time wasters coming up. So I will I I'll let you get back to it. Uh now play some time wasters. Don't play with your magic. Cards. Um yeah. if anyone would like to suggest to uh to Billy um some some games that he might want to look at for his column, um you can write us here at, at com or uh Billy's email address is at the bottom of all his time waster reviews on Saturday. Let him know if you found something, you know, the next sushi cat too. For all means, let him know about it and we'll, uh, we'll take a look at it and hopefully we'll dig it as much as, as much as you do, so. Alright, take care everybody, we'll see you here next time at GameInnerstry.com's The Gin Lounge. Take care everyone.